what happened at the Capitol. It's one of them things where I was, I wanted to feel bad for the whole, but then I was like, man, nah, this whole caused a lot of shit on herself. I feel like us as Americans, especially Black Americans, we're not too surprised in regards to the whole race aspect of it. We're rolling. What's up, everybody? This the ish we talk.
you know, I've, I've been traumatized my whole life since Humpty Dance. You know? Mm. Why is that traumatized? <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> this is probably the reason why I feel the way that I feel about myself. But, when I was in daycare, this is when the Humpty Dance was real big. And I remember it was like about three or four of us, we were singing the song. And it was one boy and he was singing the rap. And when he said, come here, fat girl, he said that to me. So, for 30 some odd years, I've been traumatized. Yeah. Oh my God. I am so sorry. (laughs) I wasn't even that fat. At least I don't think I was. You was a kid. You said daycare, so you was a kid. Yeah, I was a kid. I was, I was a he kid. didn't know no better. He didn't probably even mean no harm. He, he didn't struck you for life. If you're yeah. listening to this right now, man, you fucked Lizzie up and you didn't even try to. Yeah. Kids could be so cruel. But that didn't keep me from liking the song. But on that part, I felt some type of way. So, yeah. So, do you even rap that part when you hear it now? I rap it. Fuck up? I rap it, but that probably fucked me up for the rest of my life in regards to, like, my my image of myself, you know. So, it is what it is. Yeah, like, yeah, don't don't end up being, like, one of them, uh, one of them gym freaks, and that's all you hear in your head. <laughs> no, it didn't fuck me up that much. <laughs> right. Don't be like, man, what? Every time you do a good workout, look at yourself in the mirror and I hear, come here, fat girl. Come here, oh, you take a listen. You just, you just start doing like 100 sets of burpees and shit. Right, right. like, uh-uh, this is not going to be me. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that probably messed me up. That probably, Well, that probably started the whole body image of myself in my head. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, I got, uh, yeah, that, yeah. And moving yeah, on. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Rest in peace, uh, right. man. Your lyrics, your lyrics really pushed a whole movement for years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that sucks. But you know, I I really enjoy Shock G, you know. I used to really enjoy watching him skate to freaks of the industry. Mm. <laughs> I like freaks of the industry. Yeah. Oh, thanks again, Glenn. <laughs> he said thick girls we love them. <laughs> no. We ain't even gonna help her out on this one, uh, Glenn, man. This is, she dug her own hole for this. What? We gotta let her pull herself out of that one. How? That messed me up. I am traumatized. That 
little boy didn't mean that. You took that way. You you took that. Out to of this all day. the girls, he came to me and said, "Yo, fat girl." Like, Lizzie, you've been the you you've been the tallest person in the room ever since I met you. <laughs> That's probably what he was focused on. <laughs> I wasn't always the tallest person though. I can guarantee you probably was the tallest person at that at that time. Maybe I don't exactly. Hmm. I mean, there were older kids there that were taller. I don't know. All I know is I was traumatized. For me to remember that shit. And that's probably yeah. like thirty some odd years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, you was fucked up, man. You was yeah. fucked up, fam. Yeah. Wow, they was dry humping on the wheels, really. <laughs> that's that Kansas shit, Glenn. That's what them Kansas niggas was doing. Right. right, we weren't doing that on this side. We was actually skating. <laughs> but yeah, um. Um, yeah, um, they had DMX's memorial at the Barclays yesterday, and now they have in his funeral as we're recording. Um, yeah, again, RIP to DMX. Man. Yeah. Um, I do have a video of, um, that I'm going to share of them outside the Barclays yesterday. So, let me pull that up. that are just listening um i played a video of them showing dmx's casket which was a red casket on the back of a monster truck and in all the bikes because you know the whole rough riders thing was bikes them showing all the bikes outside the barclays after the memorial service yesterday um do you have any any thoughts or comments in regards Glenn says he comments, I know his body was in there all sideways after getting him up there. <laughs> you disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Damn. I'm, I uh. did not 
see the video of them putting the casket on the monster truck. However, I'm assuming they did have an incline. I'm sure they did it uh-huh. in some professional way. So his body was They had secure. like two ropes and like three niggas hanging on the bottom <laughs> of that bitch. Y'all are horrible. Nah, uh, nah, nah. No, I'm sure. Uh, I'm, mm, I'm sure they did that in a secure way. Yeah, very professional. Yeah. Very professional. Right. Uh, I like I was saying, I, I just really wonder how the relationship with, uh, with the Rough Riders was. Because uh, oh I know he was producing more music. Yes. I know he His had, album uh, is finished. Yeah. And he had re-signed to Def Jam. Okay. So I okay. So that I know that's only good, but because but I he was in debt, man. Yeah. And I'm sure he, at this point he's probably out. Cause you know how people, you know how people do when after you die, right? You know, so yeah, cause he was like a million dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just saying, I, I wish, I don't know, I just, I kind of wish, man, that it could have, cause I mean, you know, you can't change death, man. You don't never know when uh, uh God's gonna stop, uh, push that button on that stopwatch for you. But I just kind of wish that the rough. Uh, he would have been in a better place, cause I don't. I he he wasn't in a uh, he was in a good space, but he wasn't in a a, a good a, a place where he should have been. Nigga had seventeen kids and a million dollars in debt. They 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 could have they they should have made sure that you know what I'm saying he he was good before you know what I'm saying he passed. Yeah, yeah. Well, Glenn says that they said Jay Z had cleared his debt at Death Jam. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, and he, they um, they should have definitely did that. Yeah. Everybody should. They yeah. they should have cleared his debt a couple years ago when he when he made that comeback. Right. Right. They should have just cleared his debt his debt off GP because he saved Def Jam. You know what I'm saying? Ex- exactly. You know, um, I know there was rumors saying that Jay Z and Beyonce had bought his masters and gave them to his kids. I don't know how true that. Nah, is. Nah, that ain't. Uh, yeah, I looked that up. It ain't true. It ain't true. Okay. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's so many rumors going around with his passing and and leading up to his passing and the calls for his passing that I just take information with a grain of salt. Like if it ain't officially, if it ain't coming from an official place. And I just take it with a grain of salt, cause it just it's just so much, you know. You know. Um, now I did see moving on to um, Black Rob. I did see that Diddy was trying to help him in the end, and then I heard that he was helping with his funeral. And when I saw that, I was like, help. Like, right. why would he be just helping? Why wouldn't he? Like, that's pocket change for him. Why wouldn't he just pay for his funeral? Because he don't give a fuck, man. He, um, I, mean, I don't know. Because I watched the Master P interview um, that he did with the Breakfast Club this past week. And, I mean, he brought up some good points in regards 
to artists and them handling their finances and setting themselves up. You know, like a lot of people want to come down on the head. Like a lot of people was coming down on Diddy, but he was like, you don't ever see nobody trying to come down on Claude Davis or Jimmy, Jimmy Iovine or any of these white folks, you know? And I was like, well, you have, you have a point. Cause you never hear anybody speak negatively about Jim Jimmy Iovine. The only time you ever heard somebody speak negatively about Clive Davis when it came to Whitney Houston, not with anybody else. Yeah. You know, and that was just in how he handled her passing. You know. But the reason why you don't, uh, I, I think what they, because uh, I get what, what I guess what P is trying to say, but a lot of times you won't hear nothing bad about them because they came from a cloth of. You had to groom your artists into certain things, and certain things was rolled into their contracts. Like, um, I know Clyde for a minute was uh was writing into uh, people's contracts that a certain percentage of their money automatically got put in the safe. Mm. You know, so they wouldn't be on no bullshit. You know, uh, people, you when you at a certain uh, I guess level as far as that man, you try to make sure that the artists don't come around and bite you back in the ass, and they learn. From watching motherfuckers get duped in the sixties and seventies, how not to play? You know what I'm saying? They artists because that shit comes back and it doubles down and bites you. And instead of you know, you're gonna end up losing money. So yeah. they learned to do shit like they had allowances, shit like that that they allowed them to do. That was you know what I'm saying, courtesy right off the top. Yeah. You know, so you know, P made P and he he makes a good point, but at the same time, he got to realize. Puff Daddy wasn't doing what you were doing, Master P. Master P, everybody was getting money every week regardless. Puff wasn't doing that shit. If you ain't producing, you ain't eating. But in the same breath, is it Diddy's responsibility to do that? Because his responsibility was to pay them. Now, what they did with their money is something different. And then if he paid them the right amount or, or whatnot, that's a whole different conversation. But he paid them nonetheless. They did get they did get some money, whether it was the right amount or not. They got money. So is it his responsibility when you don't do right by the money that you're that you're paid? Hell no, that ain't his responsibility. But at the same time, man, he, he he's responsible for um, screwing them over because, like, they were getting nothing. Like, I think he gave Mace, like, $30,000 for a shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I'm pretty sure Black Rob didn't even get that. And if you know that, that you're going to make 10 times more than that, why don't you at least give me 5%? Okay. I'm with you on that. However, whose responsibility is it on if you're getting screwed? The person that's getting screwed or the person that's doing the screwing? The person that's doing the screwing because you're only screwing people that don't know. But whose fault is that? Your fault because you shouldn't do it to people like that. Yes, you shouldn't. However... If you do, I feel like 
it's the I feel like some of the blame gotta be put on the person that's being screwed. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta make yourself aware of what you're signing. If you don't know what you're signing, then you need to get a hold of some people that do know. Like, um, Master P, I remember watching his um chronicles where he went and paid a lawyer to basically lay everything out for him because he did not know. Now I get that everybody ain't able to like right. drop some money to a lawyer for them to teach you the ropes and stuff like that. But if you feel like this situation may not be 100% on the up and up, or even if you feel like it is, I feel like legal representation is vital so that you don't end up in situations like this. Like there's countless times, there's so many generations and countless countless times and countless stories of people being screwed over that you already know that this stuff happens whether by the brother man or the other man so why not put yourself in a position to where you can try your best not to be screwed over like some I of totally that, understand that yeah like some of that but then at the same time I'm kind of like in the uh, the, the zone of thinking like um, we we were we're talking of a perspective because because uh, of what we've seen and, and uh, about the music industry and uh, and we're making comments off that if we if we uh, rewind this shit back fifteen sixteen years ago and somebody wanted to uh, sign you for doing the Humpty Dance remix and they just was like sign this I'm gonna give you forty thousand dollars you not thinking about that shit. You thinking about forty thousand dollars because you didn't have, you never had forty thousand dollars. Right, right. You know, and, I, so and I and I definitely get what you're saying. However, um, excuse me, you gotta you gotta be mindful that if this person is willing to pay me forty thousand dollars for this song, just imagine how much money he's making off of the song. But yeah, I, and I get that. But that's the knowledge we have now. Back then, you couldn't tell nobody that. People have Especially been getting, they, people have been getting screwed over for generations. Like there's like I said before, there are countless stories of people getting screwed over. This stuff is well known that people get screwed over in the music industry if your if your paperwork ain't right. So with that being said, just off the top. You got you to gotta take that contract and sleep on it. Go take it to somebody and have them read it over. Get a second opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got you got to kind of set yourself up so that you can try your best not to get screwed over. Now, in some cases, it was inevitable. In some cases, you know, you may, you may be living living on, on somebody's couch, and this 40000 could do numbers. For you. That's what I was about. You yeah, I was saying? about to say you gotta. It, if we gotta look at that on a scenario, uh, on a, a scenario, a different scenario basis, because everybody's shit is different. Yeah. The nigga who mama, you know what I'm saying? Who mama worked three jobs and it's seven people to live in a two bedroom apartment. He ain't thinking about that, and then nobody's around him even teaching him to even think about that. They just like take the money, get us the fuck out of here. Yeah, and I get that, but then in the same breath. It's like, if you take the money, 
when you already know countless times before people been screwed over in this business and you already got the mindset of this like i'm not i'm not special this could possibly happen to me as well and you're not you not letting nobody else look it over or anything like that then you can't complain that you don't own your masters you can't complain that this person that made a million dollars off of you and only paid you 40 you know what i'm saying because you went into it knowing that this is what it was you know what i'm saying yeah but you know why they complaining? I'm gonna keep it real. I'm a, I'm a piggyback on uh, on, on what Master P said. The reason why they complaining is because you wouldn't have, and, and we don't, we know about puppy fucking niggas now. But back then, you would have never thought puppy would have fucked you. You definitely signed yeah. that contract with black ass puppy. Yeah. So the yeah. thing we 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 feel like everybody felt victim back then because you actually thinking you fucking with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a, a nigga who's down for you because the last orders you ever seen him have that was a rapper, he made oodles of money for. It. Right. So you thinking you next, you know what I'm saying? You next on back. Right. Like you don't know that you know what I'm saying you getting screwed over. Right. You don't. Yeah. You 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 rather puff tell you this and this and this than a white man tell you that because we already know um not to not to downplay uh any type of race but. We already had that agenda that, that that Jewish people and white people will fuck you over in the industry. That's yeah. what we were taught. Yeah. When you got a, a black entrepreneur blowing up and making money, you ain't thinking he's trying to fuck you over because you looking at that like, shit, he look at the same thing uh, I look at in the mirror every day. Black skin and we don't screw over black people. Well, well what a lot of people uh, don't realize is... Uh, he had to be. He only way way he got that position is be of what he was a cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Right. But you don't you don't see that back then. You just you just say I, I, I'm riding with Puff. You Puff had thug niggas wearing shiny suits because motherfuckers yeah. was riding with Puff. Yeah. So yeah, I, I understand know, that you, the you shit blame, you blame the artist, but then you be like Puff. You know you was wrong as a motherfucker because yeah. even a 360 deal could work out for you. If that 360 deal kept you on the road, he wasn't even doing that. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I get that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that the responsibility does not solely fall on Puff. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to blame Puff, and the optics look terrible. Puff is damn near a billionaire. While exactly. literally almost everybody that was on the bad boy roster is if not destitute close to it you know what i'm saying exactly so it's like you got the bitches that total working for spread right now yeah yeah and if it wasn't for like 112 and and um faith going out getting other deals outside of bad boy they probably will be in the same boat as everybody else you know so and then who he got now? He got Machine Gun Kelly and um, Janelle Monet. I think he still got her too. And they okay from what we see. You know what I'm saying? But they ain't really been doing music lately. So, right. They but, didn't, uh, they, everybody everybody had to step off to their own venue. It, it's like Dane said shit. Sometimes you sign a deal where, where uh, 
the music industry don't make you no money. You got to do other shit. Right. 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 So, I I just, like, I get blaming him. And like I said, the optics look terrible. But I just feel like he's not the only one that should be holding blame. Um, Glenn says, <clears throat> they get the contracts when the artists have less than nothing. And the company will assign one of their layers to okay the contract. Conflict of interest. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's the reason why I was saying, like, you got to go get your own lawyer and stuff like that. Because, yeah, it it sounds good for them to be like, hey, we got a lawyer for you or whatever. But then, just like how the TLC movie illustrated, the damn lawyer works for the people you signing to. That's a big-ass conflict of interest. So it's like it's like you got to you got to step out and go get like a third party involved to if not if not teach you the ropes like how Master P did to at least read over your contract. You know what I'm saying? But then I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like this might be the only person that's trying to that's trying to put some money in your pocket and you destitute living on your on your mama's couch type stuff. Like I get I get why people in those particular situations would sign. You know what I'm saying? But, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of layers to it. You know? Yeah, it's a lot of layers. Now, I'm not gonna say, um, fuck you, uh, I can't give him full responsibility because like you said, you you should do your due diligence and, 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 but, like Glenn said, when you, when you got somebody that's down and out, man, they just, they, they thinking that you're not going to screw them. Especially because, you know, they butter them up. Yeah. To get you to, to sign to them, they going to butter you up. They got you uh, riding around in nice cars. Right. You, you, you eating <laughs> out with them. You you popping big bottles. You thinking you're not going to get screwed, especially when you're young and don't know too much of shit. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. When, yeah. when I was 18 and rapping, if Puff Daddy would have told me he'd give me $60,000 and don't think about a shit, I'd... I would have, I would have signed it uh, and without a heartbeat. Right. You right. know, right. I, I would, I would have been like, "Fuck that shit." Yeah, let me get the fuck up out of this motherfucker. Cause shit, I didn't see sixty grand. Right. Right. I get it. I get it. But I mean, especially, it's just, it's just a, it's just a, a bad, a bad situation coming down when you come down to it you know what i'm saying because nobody nobody teaches you hey you gotta pay people out of that money hey you gotta pay your taxes out of that money hey shit is high so once you buy this and buy that you ain't got no more money and it's not like a paycheck it's just a check you know what i'm saying so you're not gonna get another one every two weeks you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, it's a, I mean, it's just a bad, it's just a bad situation that people find themselves into. And then it doesn't make it no better because now you didn't went and told the world, hey, I didn't sign. And now everybody expects something out of you. Like, that's a lot of stress. Right. You know? You know? And then, unfortunately, you end up in situations like Black Rob did. You know what I'm saying? Because not only... Have we not heard from him in umpteen ages? But he had a whole lot of ailments. You know, healthcare is expensive. So, see, for me, I think that's where it get. Uh, 
That's where you blame Puffy. Because I ain't say because the contract's a contract. You know, that, that that it is what it is. You can't, you know, you can't cry over spilled milk over that shit. But when you know you had an artist who was who basically put Bad Boy on his back for that stream that he was doing for that little while he uh he had that woe, mm -hmm. and you ain't looking out for it, there should be no way he was homeless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It should have been no way that the medical uh, bills wasn't taken care of. Like, you know what I'm saying? That shit ain't nothing. That shit is pocket change the fuck. Right. Right. That shit would have been under a million. Right. You know, he could have at least did that. He could have. He could have. Um, But then, goes back to what I was saying earlier, like, it ain't 100% his responsibility. Once their business is done, he's not responsible for them no more. He doesn't have to do anything in it. He doesn't, but you don't want to hear that shit. No. You don't, like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's people that you ain't fucked with in years. But if you was in a position uh, of power and you hear, you know, such and such is going through this, you'll be like, you, you'll send something on the free line to him. Yeah. You know, that's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, I'm I can't I'm not nowhere in the music business to you know what I'm saying to talk about contracts and none of no shit like that. I'm just saying, you know, when you hear something that's going uh, bad when you when he heard he had them three strokes, he should have said, Give word to his people, tell him I'll take care of that. Yeah. Yeah, he should have. He should have. Yeah, 'cause there's there's no reason why he couldn't have, you know. Outside right. of the fact that he's just like, this ain't my responsibility. Yeah, you just being ignorant. You you yeah. you over here trying to fuck your your brothers. I mean your uh your your little boy's ex girlfriend, and you ain't tripping off the motherfucker that helped you out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, Black Rob was was a big part of um of Diddy. I mean, not of Diddy, yeah. but of Bad Boy. That whole whoa movement helped uh, Bad Boy get Bad Boy South. Uh, helped them. No, it, it it brought them back because yeah. they didn't they didn't have shit. When when Mace left, they didn't have no real order. They had Loon. Who the fuck gives a fuck about Lane? That's no disrespect to Loon, but Loon wasn't pushing you. Yeah, Loon wasn't that big of a deal. Like you can't name not one Loon song. You I can just name remember. Features. I remember. I remember a video of his. Where him, him and Diddy, they both had on these white fur coats and they were sitting on cars. I can't tell you the name of the song to save my life, but I remember that part of the video, and I'm sure that was Diddy's doing. So, but yeah, excuse me, but yeah, no, I just remember him being very handsome. That's the only thing every anybody remembers about him. Yeah. He was he was for the bitches. He was he was a dark skinned nigga for the bitches. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I um. But, you know, you gotta you gotta look out for people who you know what I'm saying, who put money in your pocket. I'm gonna just keep it on. Yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't be close to a billionaire right now if it wasn't for BlackRock. Right, right, and that's and that's what's so crazy because Diddy was like the at the top of the list for. A couple of years before, um, before Drake did that deal for the headphones. Yeah. You know, 
was that dude. Yeah. yeah. And then Glenn says, the only loon song I know is I Need a Girl. And that was a feature. Right. Exactly. Like I said, you know it's featured. Yeah. I know I know I need a girl and then I you know, because I was a kid when the song came out, I remember that the uh the song with uh Harlem World uh for the Rugrat soundtrack. Take me oh. there. I wanna go there. He was on there? Yeah, he was on there. I remember Mace and the blinky blink dude from Harlem World being on there. I don't remember Loon being on there. I think I thought Loon was on there. Uh, I no, not if my memory serves me correctly, because it was Black Street, Maya, Mace, and Blinky Blink. Hmm. I thought I thought Loon was on there. Uh, here, let me. Let's act like we got Google. Let's act like we got Google. Take me. Yep, it was Black Street, Maya, Mace, and Blinky Blink. Alright, I thought Loon was on that motherfucker, but I was mistaken. Yeah. My goodness, shit, Glenn, you right. That's the only song we, we got from Loon. I know Go, uh, Loon did a lot of ghostwriting. Yeah, you know, a lot of people did a lot of ghostwriting that uh, worked at Bad Boy. Yeah, because that's what you had to do, because Puff wanted to be the man. Right. Right. So, I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, but has his services um came up yet? You know what? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. If if I I think it's very um it, it's very slap in the face for for um Puff to say he'll help and not to just be like I'll take care of the funeral. Right. Right, because when I saw that, I commented, like, help. And then I started reading the comments, and a lot of people was like, help. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah. Um, And then Shock G. Um, so, yeah. Death comes in threes. And I guess these are our threes. Our three. Man. Yeah. So. But rest in peace to all three of them. Um. Yeah, so, moving on. Did you... Let's get into some ratchet shit. Let's get, get into ratchet of shit. this sad shit. This ratchet shit. You know, ratchet is awesome. We love it here. So, yes, did we you... Do. Yes, <laughs> we do. Did you get to watch season two premiere of jo- Jocelyn's Cabaret? Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> so, what are your overall thoughts? Uh, first and foremost, I want to say that I'm gonna I, I gotta uh finish uh watching the first season because uh. I didn't know they was gonna be showing titties like they show titties, and I like watching titties. So, <laughs> you know, once I seen the first titties, I was like, "Oh, this is this gonna be a show." <laughs> you know, they, they usually blur that shit out, but they ain't blurring yeah. none of that shit out. Now we talking about Zeus, 
Zeus shows yeah. it all. Zeus says it all. They don't give a fuck on Zeus. I fucked with Zeus because of that shit. Yeah. I said, damn, look at the titties. Like, yeah, yeah. fake titties, natural titties. That shit's that that shit is what I need to see on TV. I'm um, dead. <laughs> second thing is uh the chick natural. Um I really want to see what she do for reality TV because I've been knowing natural for years. This bitch really a porn star. All the girls. And she good at what she do. Yeah. Yeah, she good at what uh, she do. So I want to see what she's gonna do on reality TV. Like, and she like real shit. Um, don't get it twisted. She is a uh, she. She did study classical dance. So the bitch actually is 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 something different. She a ratchet motherfucker with with uh. Well, how how can I put? It? She snobby ratchet. Cause she can she can do like classic ballet on a pole. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, I remember saying that she's good. not even a dancer. She, yeah, like yeah, she's actually pretty good. She, she, yeah, yeah, she's a she's a class she's a classical dancer. Yeah, wow, that would bring something definitely different. You know, um, yeah, that's I, yeah, I, I, I did not know that. <laughs> You said what? I said I did not know that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely wanna, I wanna check and see what she do for reality TV. Cause mm-hmm. you know, like I said, she good at what she do. When I seen, I was like, man, that's that little, that's that little light skinned bitch to be fucking from uh, Michigan. Yeah, now I was, I was taken back on the girl that was like, I'm not a dancer, I'm a trapper, and I'm like, oh yeah. So when was being a trapper something that you put on paperwork as your occupation? Like I never heard of nobody saying that I'm a trapper. I I I've never heard it being called trapping. I've heard it being called escorting. Yeah. And I heard it being called a prostitute. Yeah. I ain't never heard, you know. That's this new age shit now. They call themselves trappers. Yeah. And I'm like, that That just sounds like you trying to get a nigga set up. And I, I wouldn't fuck with it. Yeah, I, I can see that. Because um, the way that she explained it, she she's an escort, basically. Yeah, Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm like, just say you're an escort. Like, why you got to make every... Why nowadays everything got to have a tough name to it? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, she... I was I was just like, uh, what? <laughs> when she said that. And then I wasn't here for her saying, saying nigga. Like, that got her popped. Yeah, I didn't shit. get that either. I was like, man, who, what is this bitch? Right. She, she looked white to me. That's what I thought. So when she said you was getting money from my nigga, I was like, who is this bitch? Right. Right, and I mean, and she said it with such conviction, like, I'm here, and this is what I do. And I I was like, wow, okay. So, and then I was reading the comments on um, the Zeus app, and somebody commented, was like, we really got to quit normalizing white girls saying nigga. I was like, absolutely. We really do, that shit, right? 
I don't give a fuck what you do in life, man. I don't give a fuck how much dope or pussy you done sold, man. You 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 don't have no right to use that word, man. Right. 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 But we so really gotta stop. We really got to stop people giving people passes to say it. You know? Yeah. I, I, because people... That was, yeah, that was kind of fucked. Because I was like, man, what is this bitch? I'm like, I, I got to I gotta find out what this bitch is. Cause like, I don't think... And I think uh, they should, uh, people should start saying that on the show. Like, hey, man, stop dropping the N-bomb. Like, that shit's cool. I don't right. give a fuck where you grew up at. I don't, I don't give a fuck what you do for a living. I don't give a fuck what lame ass motherfuckers allow you to say that around them. You can't say it around everybody. Right. But you would think people would know that by now. Like, this person may give you a pass, and that's probably when y'all in that person's living room. But you can't say that to everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that person that gave you a pass is not going to go to bat for you for saying it. When somebody else is about to haul off in your ass. Like straight up and down. Like we just we just really need to chill out with that. We need we the next meeting, we need to have a vote on how we should address motherfuckers that continue to say it. I just I don't get it. I was uh I was talking to Jasmine man like uh, uh maybe a week ago. And I said, and you know, I, I don't, I, I believe that uh, everybody who was, who was called a nigger derogatory should be able to say nigger. You know, I'm, I'm weird that way. I, I you know, cause uh, they called uh, Muslim people saying niggers. They call Asian people uh, slanted eyed nigger. They call Indians tree nigger. I'm like, okay. All right, if if we just go, if we just gonna allow people to say it, then it's the people that should say it. Not white mo. It, it was never a white motherfucker saying you fucking white nigga. No. So you I'm know, like, the you most know, that I, they I, get called is a wigger, and then they look at it as a badge of honor when they're called that. Yeah. Well, and then say that, then say that thing. You know, say that. Don't take the word that we took. You know what I'm saying? As empowerment to try to, you know what I'm saying? downplay what the fuck I'm trying to say to you. Like, I don't, I don't get that. And I hate to always have that argument of, uh, why y'all get to say it all the time and we can't, you know, because y'all are the ones that made it wrong. Yeah. That's why. I just don't understand what's the big deal with not saying the word. Like, you got such a whole dictionary full of words that you can use that won't get your ass whooped. That word will get your ass whooped. So just refrain from saying it. You refrain from saying cunt. You say cunt right. of a white person, they lose their shit. So same here. Only much worse because we're going to lose our shit on your face. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just act like I just don't cunt. get it. Yeah. They, want, they want everything. You know, and that's not downplaying all my white people or white listeners or none of that. But my thing is, Y'all want to control everything that y'all want to y'all want to control something that we took over to to um, I guess um, look at a word in a better light for us. You know, like I said, I grew up in the eighties and the nineties, so I was called nigga meant never in, ignorant getting goals accomplished. You know, mm-hmm. 
that's that that's what nigga was uh that that I grew up on. So I if if we use that word to empower ourselves, why do you want to take it somewhere? You want to take everything that we do. Like right. damn, I don't understand it, man. Y'all already took Jack Daniels. You know, y'all took right. the light bulb. Y'all took every fucking thing. Can we right. just have one thing? Right. Right. But, you know, that was just a little tidbit of the episode. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know, that that subject is, is very, very touchy, which they didn't even address on the episode, but it just, yeah. But what was addressed on the episode was that damn double homicide comment. Ooh, that was he. That was he. Ciao. Okay, so for anybody who hasn't watched it yet, um, Jocelyn is uh basically she has about ten girls that are gonna be in this house for her, and she's gonna pick one. Um, it's like an elimination type show, and she's gonna pick one to be in her cabaret that she's doing in Atlanta this season. First season was in Miami. Um, and so they just came to the, uh, to the house. She's talking to them or whatever. You know, she, these women have, are coming from the gutters. They're, they're coming from strip clubs. They're coming from prostitution. They're coming from online prostitute. I mean, well, online, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So they home. Yeah, or, yeah. So, excuse me. So, she's using this as an opportunity because, you know, that was part of the life that she came from before Stevie J got her out. (laughs) Right. So, she's using this as an opportunity to try to change some women's lives, which is a good thing, you know. Um, While she was talking to the women, there was one that was crying while she was talking. So, she had her come up to the front. She started, like, telling a little bit of her story. Part of her story was was that she aborted twins because the dude that she was pregnant by basically said that he didn't want no dealings with her no more. And one of the girls said, damn, double homicide. Double homicide. And this clip before the show aired, this clip went viral. Like Jocelyn was trending because of this clip. So, what are your thoughts behind that comment? <laughs> Which they ended up naming was... the naming the episode after. <laughs> so, yeah, they named the episode "Double Homicide." Yeah. Uh, you you know um. She wasn't wrong, you know, uh, and I guess in a literal sense, she wasn't wrong because she didn't abort um, early. She aborted when they were, um, when you were able to tell the genders. Yeah. And they were, they were functioning and all that. So she killed two babies. That was a double, a double homicide. So she wasn't wrong. And I feel like she shouldn't, the, the girl that said that shit, she shouldn't have really tried to put it out there because she didn't do it because she thought she was gonna struggle. I believe she did it because the nigga want the nigga left. Yeah. You know. But what I also took from.
from the episode was that the girl was like homeless. I think like she she wasn't in a she wasn't in a good place. However, yes, you're right. I feel the same way. She did that because that dude left her. Yeah. Yeah. But well, and, I, I, and I she mean, knew I, the I, gender, I and she was she was like four months. She was yeah. It's that that one that that comment. Ooh, child. That it it was it was um. It was low class, but she wasn't wrong. In a in a literal sense, yes, she wasn't wrong. Yeah. In a literal sense she wasn't wrong. But it was it was a very low class. Like Yeah. You know, I feel like she could that 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 could have ended a lot better if she would have just like maybe said that shit um to herself. Like that you, you gotta keep things yeah. like that to yourself. And you know, the way that it played out, because at first when the clip was going around, um, some people were commenting saying, hey, it was a, it was a slip of the tongue. Like, cause the way that she said, oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, it sounded like it was, it was like a legit slip of the tongue. However, if you watch the episode, she doubled and tripled down on that shit. She did. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, damn. This girl. And then when she was talking, oh my God. When she was doing her um her one-on-one and she was like, weren't those babies kicking? I was like, godly. These hoes ain't got no manners. She's not wrong. <laughs> it's like, because everything she said was so legit true. Yes. It was like, I agree. Damn. In a literal sense, absolutely. However, everything <laughs> don't need to be said. Like, God, wait. It don't. It don't. But, damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. Like, I kind of I kind of I, I feel like um, she set herself up for that. I think yeah. because you in this motherfucker with with what you know. To be fair, you in this motherfucker with strippers and prostitutes. They and don't give a, a fuck about none of that bullshit. And it's a competition. So you're in a yeah. you're in a house with strippers and prostitutes competing. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like these these hoes ain't here to be your friend. They ain't here to give compassion to your situation. Right. You know what I'm saying. So you. You don't play the sympathy role in front of everybody. That's something you should have a one-on-one conversation with Jocelyn with. Yeah, right. Because if she, if that would have just been a one-on-one conversation and we wouldn't have got the double homicide comment until, like, the reunion, it would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would have played it right if, that, if, yeah. if she would have did it that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it seemed like she just did it the way that it was playing out. It seemed like she, which she couldn't have just done it because she was four months and she's skinny as hell on the show. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she would have, she would have had a couple pounds on her. Right. You know what I'm saying? So 
it couldn't have been just like right then. Exactly. That's what I said. You just searching for sympathy play, but you can't you can't work out for sympathy play right then and there in front of a bunch of cutthroat bitches. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna work that's, out that way. Yeah, that's like walking into a motherfucking pool hall full of thieves and be like, "Did you see my wallet?" They gonna laugh at you. Like, right. what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what wallet? <laughs> what the fuck, nigga? Yeah, and, and you know, yeah, I seen your wallet. It was back where the fuck you came from, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Right. Like, yeah, I, I just think, yeah, she, I think that sympathy card she shouldn't have played. And then, you know, on a serious note, I don't think you should put, uh, it, it, you should even run anybody down for when, when, once somebody say that they feel like they, uh, they can't live anymore. That's a whole different, uh, that's a whole different scenario, man. And you gotta, I don't give a fuck. All jokes aside, man, you gotta leave that beat because. I, I I know suicide personally, and that shit don't at, at that that right there is when I I feel like you know, hey man, you might just want to stop saying that shit to that bitch because you don't know what people going through. You could play it up like that motherfucker just doing it for the cameras, and then that motherfucker uh, hang themselves. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Once it, if I was if I was in her shoes, once I would have heard anything about her wanting to hurt or harm herself because of that. I would have never brought that up again because I don't. I, suicide is something I don't play with. I honestly feel like as soon as she was on that tip, they should have had her leave the show. I do too. I, I really yeah. do too. Because I, I, I get the conversation that Jocelyn had, which was a cool conversation. You know what I'm saying? She spoke to her like she did. She, she spoke to her like on a real level. You know what I'm saying? And I and I appreciated that conversation. However, if I was an EP, I would have been like, you know what, this ain't the, this ain't the um the show for you. You know what I'm no. saying? I want to personally drive you to a facility to get you some help. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. you're not you're not mentally stable to be here. It's a lot of bullshit that's about to go on in this in this house. You're not mentally stable to be here. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I, I that's how I feel. But um, yeah, I mean they feel like they did their part by putting that suicide shit at the end. But yeah. Nah, nah. They it, it was doing their part would have been sitting there to the side and Jocelyn saying, you know, I sent her to get help because mm-hmm. when you're dealing with situations when it comes to your mental, you know what I'm saying? I ain't talking about a cold or getting COVID. Your mental health is, is, is something that'll keep you stagnant and and, and, and it can harm you way more than anything else can. Right. So that right. that's something that you need to check in. When somebody tells you that they feel like harming themselves or they don't want to be here no more, you got to take the due diligence to try to at least try to find them help. Now, it's on, it's right. on them to take the help. Right, right, but right. I know me. I'm going to try my best to try to find you help. Right. And then that's a liability, too, on the show. You know what I'm saying? Because if she do something to herself on the show, her people could come around and try to sue. And then on top yeah. of that, they're going to be trying to blame the show. And then the show might be canceled altogether just because somebody didn't try or may may have tried to kill themselves, you know, or may have actually commi- uh, committed suicide on the show. And then you just never know when somebody's breaking point is. Like, there could be... a uh, um. 
an elimination where she just takes it extremely hard. And then when she go home, she hang herself. Like, you just never know. You know what I'm saying? That's why I just really was like, I really wanted them to just go on ahead and be like, you know what? On some real shit, you not ready. You know? Yeah. So, but they didn't. She still I would give her the opportunity to get a set, to have a second chance on the show if I if I do a third season. Right. But I wouldn't. Right. But this this season ain't for you. Right. Because you're the thing is, you know, because you're about to go through a lot of shit. You about to get bullied. You about to get uh, fuck all the abortion shit. You about to get body shamed and all that. These bitches is about to run and drag everybody in. Exactly. And this might not be a bit a good fit for you. Exactly. Exactly. And I just I felt like I felt like somebody should have been like, you know what? Fuck these cameras. Let's let's talk. Let's talk real. Like you not you not ready. So yeah. But she's there. So we'll see her next week. <laughs> Um, hopefully that hopefully that shit wasn't just played up for the camera because yeah. it is a lot of people going through issues like that and if you're gonna keep her on the show man you should you should keep a good watch of her right 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 well we'll see we'll see how they um how they handle handle her situation that's all yeah. we, that's all we can do is just see um but yeah but yeah Jocelyn's cabaret season two it is on Zeus. Um. Yeah. So with her fiance, I don't know who the fuck is this dude. He's a producer. His name is Ballistic Beats. He's a producer, and he's out of Philly. And the reason why I know this is because I watched them on um Marriage Bootcamp, and and then of course I followed her, so. I started looking him up and stuff like that. So they've been together for a few years now. Um, and he seems like a really good guy for her. Um, he's actually having her make music that sounds pretty decent. Yeah, I came to, I, I, I went back and uh, watched two episodes of the first season and she had a lot of music on there. And I was like, you know what? This ain't bad. This is way better than what the fuck Stevie J was doing for this bitch. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I knew that. I knew Stevie J wasn't the right producer for her years ago when she did that song with Rocco and um, Young Dro. Because she sounded good on that song. And I was just like, how did... And then you can understand her and everything. But... It was it was Stevie Stevie J was the problem. <laughs> Stevie, Stevie J, Stevie Stevie was right. a real. He was a, he was a real managed problem. And the thing is, that was why, like I said, I I, I got I caught a couple of episodes of the first season, and uh, the guy, like I, I I believe he really don't like Stevie. Like he was just like you know, I just want him to co-parent with us. Like what nigga says that like. Yeah, like, because I, don't want this nigga, been, I want him to co-parent with us, and he got to go through me type shit. But he's been her dad. That's the thing. Like he's been around for damn near her whole life, and 
like that that came out on marriage boot camp because the whole custody battle stuff was played out well they didn't show it on there but when it came down to the um decision that was on the show and jocelyn flipped her wig of course because she's been the primary caregiver now all of a sudden she got to share custody with a man that's barely been in bonnie bella's life and so so i can see where ballistic beats was feeling some type of way you know what i'm saying because he was saying like he do want Stevie to be more involved in her life and stuff like that, but he was like he don't he don't have kids himself, and he was just like you know I do everything for them like I wake up to them I go to sleep to them like it it's them you know so, so I can I can definitely see why he would make comments like that and stuff like that because he yeah because he's been in her life. She, yeah, because she had mentioned, like, you know, uh, Steve, uh, Stevie uh, would, would be trying to control me to this day, and he has a wife, and Wookie Wump, and he kind of, like, looked at her like, I'll slap the shit out that neck. Like, he, mm-hmm. he just looked, and he said some shit like, oh, well, you know, that's because that if, uh, that's why you got a king like me in your life, because, see, somebody like him would never approach a king, and I was like, yeah, he don't like that, though, for free. Yeah. Yeah, cause he probably seeing him for his work. Yeah, he don't. He don't like. He don't. He don't like Stevie at all. Like I think if it was like if they was in a close quarter room and Stevie was doing Stevie, that nigga would try to punch him in the motherfucking face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you know. know that's just hearsay. That's just that's just little old me from Kansas City. But nigga, I, I be peeping the wrong vibe. Nigga, that's the wrong yeah. vibe. But you know, I was told this a long time ago, like niggas can 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 peep out other niggas when they be on fuck shit and when they be legit and stuff like that. Oh so, yeah, yeah. They can peep that way before a woman can peep that shit. So he probably seen him from day one. Hell, he probably was a, a watcher of love and hip hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now that he's in close quarters. He's probably really seeing him for his work and was like, oh, no, we're not doing this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, because it is one thing to like to hear from, you know what I'm saying, from a chick. It's another thing to actually see it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, so he probably, he probably ain't in the building for that nigga, which I don't, I'm not mad. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad because at the end of the day, yes. Stevie J was phenomenal. Your word, phenomenal at TV, but in yeah. real life, that nigga trash. That nigga trash, straight up and down. So. Yeah, yeah, he's a uh, he's no fuck guy, Bobby Womack, but <laughs> he's no. definitely he's definitely fuck boy elite. Oh yeah, now he studied at the school. He definitely yeah. probably yeah. was valedictorian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, valedictorian gotta go to shine. Fuck daddy, fuck your uh, kids, uh, girl. <laughs> oh. But Stevie J was salutatorian. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He was salutatorian. He was right under there. Right. 
Right. He definitely graduated with honors. Yeah, yeah. Cause them niggas, boy, them niggas right there, man. Motherfuckers. Woo. I, I don't need, I'm, I'm at a loss for words at, at the um uncanny ability to be fuckboys around. And Stevie J got a lot of, like, weird fuckboy shit. Like, this nigga... Uh, I, I remember it was uh, it was going around a couple years ago. This nigga had a porn tape where he was fucking a dude. I was like, oh, what the fuck? I ain't never seen the shit, so I can't say if it's true or not. But they were saying this nigga like wild out here. He just can't control his dick at all. Oh, so he probably got something like an addiction. Yeah. Mm, okay. I'm like, man, you lying? They like, nah. They got pictures of this nigga fucking a boy and all that shit. I'm like, yeah, oh I don't. I'm cool on Stevie. Yeah, I don't want to see none of that shit. Right. I seen the one with him and Eve, but that's it. I did too, and then that that wouldn't even. I was I was kind of pissed off about that because you that wasn't no that was just her playing with the dildo, man. I, I thought she was getting rammed, you know. I was like, that ain't <laughs> fuck that fuck that shit. You want to see you want to see Eve get fucked, especially at that time. I'm about to get real uh a uh, little boy fucked up right now. Uh. <laughs> At that time, everybody liked Eve. And everybody, I said, I wanted to see Eve getting fucked. I don't want, but playing with a dildo was cool. But damn, it, you, it wasn't even long enough for you to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm weak. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't, I think that's why she was able to uh, marry a billionaire. Because, like, technically, that ain't no sex tape. Technically. Technically, it is a sex tape. It's sex. Man, it may not when you be the sex, sex that you sex wanted tape, to see. You want to see somebody getting the shit pounded out of. That's what I'm saying. It may not be the sex you wanted to see, but it was sex nonetheless. Hello? I can't hear you. Hold on, guys. We're having a bit of a technical difficulty right now. Okay, we're back. My bad, man. I worked. I, I worked through my phone because I'm a broke nigga. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. No, let, let me not put that bad energy in there. Right. Nah, somebody was trying to call me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Um. Like, I just, you know, that was masturbation. That wasn't a sex thing. That's a form of sex. Yeah, it's still masturbation. It's masturbation. But it it's was cool. still a form of sex. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, it's a form of sex. Whatever. It may not be the I'm sex just... that you wanted to see, but it was sex nonetheless. And it wasn't like it was by herself. It was with her dude. True. That is that. All that is true. I just, you know, if I hear an Eve sex tape, I want to see the pit bull in the skirt getting fucked like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what I wanted to see, and that's what I didn't see. And, like, that, I just was like, man, fuck that shit. Well. I can't be the only one that felt like that, though. I'm pretty sure everybody was like, man, that's lame-ass shit. 
can't eat my dick. Let's go put my lotion up, baby. I would. I mean, that's how. I, that's how I feel. I can't beat my dick to this shit. <laughs> I can't get jiggy with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. We gonna move on, but it's so funny because I've been rewatching classic shows. I, 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 I'm glad you cleared that up because I didn't want you to say I've been rewatching classic sex tapes. I was say, where is this going, man? <laughs> but no, <laughs> one of the shows I've been rewatching is Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I'm on season three right now, and the last episode that I just watched this morning was the episode when the sex tape dropped and everybody watched it. Mm. So, it's funny we're talking about Stevie J and sex tapes. It was a Stevie J sex tape or the E sex tape? No, on Love and Hip Hop, it was a Mimi sex tape. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Mimi sex tape. Yeah. That shit. Yeah, that was a, yeah. I've only seen, like, a five-minute clip. However, I did listen to this podcast where it was, like, about four of them, one female and three dudes, they watched the whole pot, or they watched the whole um, sex tape and they recorded their commentary while they watched it. And that was a very informative um, podcast. Because at the end, they was like, yeah, this did nothing for me. That shit was boring. The, the shower was. ride was at the very end. And this one dude, he was like, you know, after I watch a porn, I may want to do something to myself. Like, I don't feel like I want to do nothing. I just want to go home and go to sleep. <laughs> and that was the thing. It wasn't nothing sexy about that shit. That shit did not make me want to pull out the lotion yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, that, I, I, that's how I knew it was wet. And then for them to say it was homemade, when I seen it, I was like, man, come on, you can't get the this man's homemade. This shit was a fucking lie. Yeah. That was a damn You know what I mean, motherfucking shit? But back in my day, man, we used to make movies like it was nothing, nigga. You can't get some of them angles. Right. And it's so funny because at the end of the episode was when they did their interview with Vlad. And Vlad was like, I watched it. And the only thing that came to my mind was, who's the cameraman? And they was like, oh, it's nobody, blah, blah, blah. They was like really trying to play it off and shit. He pulled out the laptop and was like, this thing right here, Exhibit A, like, he, he was on their head, and they really was, like, really trying to hold up to this narrative that nobody, that this was just a legit sex tape. Nobody was in the room. And then they tried to come back later talking about, all oh, we had to do pickup scenes. I'm like, man, quit lying. Somebody, man, yeah, man, if you needed the money, just say that. Right, and then you didn't even need the money. It was that nigga Nico capitalizing on his never had a career. Right. That's who needed the money was Nico. Yeah. Because Mimi didn't need you the You did money. that shit for Nico. Right. You were so fucking... That's the thing about Stevie J. Stevie J fucked bitches up so much that they would go to another fuck nigga to, know, mm -hmm. <laughs> to get away from who Stevie J fuck boy ass. Right. Right. Crazy. Cause this crazy. bitch went from fuck nigga to the uh to a, the chick that looked like the the nigga from Bell Bill the Boat. Man, 
he looked like a cartoon character. Man. And he just look he just looks sleazy and disgusting. Yeah, he looked dirty. I, I I said the first time I said I said, man, he looked like one of them uh dirty down north crips. Yeah. <laughs> he don't. He don't. He remind me of he was Ugh. he remind me of like, you know, not all down north crips is uh, dirty, but the ones that's dirty is dirty. Yeah. Dirty than a motherfucker. Yeah, he looked like that. He looked like he 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 t- he throw his drawers under the bed when he about to fuck. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, he looked like that type of thing. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. Yeah, yeah, he looked like that though. You don't trust that nigga. If you see pants in those drawers, you bet. Hey, ladies, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> if you ever see some shit like that. You might you you better lie and say something something came up because that nigga about to give you some dirty ass dick. He gonna uh, fuck your pH balance, ma'am. Or that condom gonna be dirty when it gets taken off. I'm gonna yeah, grab like, yeah, him up. Do not do not do that, man. Do not yeah. do that. Just trust me. If you look down and see a nigga's pants and you don't see no drawers in them pants, telling nigga, oh shit, I forgot. I gotta go pick my son up. Make a lie. Right. Make up a lie. Get like, the fuck out of here. I no kids. Uh, I lied. I gotta go get them. I lied. Yeah. Tell them anything. <laughs> tell them your pussy got a cold. Tell them something. <laughs> fuck right. out of here. Right. Just whatever you gotta do to, to exit stage right. Right. Yeah, because that nigga, he about to give you the dirtiest dick you have ever had in your life. <laughs> Talking about that dick about to be dirty. Ugh. Okay, so moving on from the dirty dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Jocelyn's Cabaret. That is on the Zeus Network. Um, will you be there for episode two? I'm definitely gonna be there. I told you why I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna watch that that this season strictly because I like the chick natural. Mm-hmm. I like her, you know, so I'm a, I'm gonna see, you know what I'm saying, what she does for ratchetness, you know what I'm saying, oh, for I'm uh wondering. for reality TV, because I know the bitch can fuck, I know that. <laughs> so I wonder, do porn stars get sad cards? I don't know. Hmm. I have no idea. Well, they is... might. Yeah, I mean they're acting. They got their own show. I mean, yeah. they own war show. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I just heard recently that reality stars don't. Because it's not acting. They don't consider it acting. I can see that. Yeah. Um, anyway. um, What do you want to talk about next? What we got on the list? Um... The George Floyd verdict. Yeah, let's do this. We can talk about Floyd. Yeah, my man Floyd. Okay, so. Derek Chauvin, who is the officer who had the knee on the neck of George Floyd. Um, They had closing arguments and, and the verdict all this past week. 
He is guilty of all three charges. Um. Yeah. I personally didn't think that they were going to find him guilty on all three. I knew they were going to find him guilty, but not all three. So. Yeah, I just thought he was going to get manslaughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But they only um deliberated for like a day and a half. It seemed like, cause they did the closing arguments Monday, and they deliberated Tuesday, and yeah. then by Wednesday afternoon they were telling us the verdict. So, um, they revoked his bail. So he is in custody, and he's mm-hmm. on suicide watch. Of course. Yeah. But suicide watch is just a um, it's a, it's a uh uh uh, how can I say? Well, fuck it. I'm just offend people. Suicide watch is just a pussy ass way of saying we put him in protective custody because we know niggas is ready to fuck him up. Yeah, I don't know if I said the. Derek Chauvin verdict or the George Floyd verdict, but I meant the Derek Chauvin verdict. If I said, I think you said Derek Chauvin. Okay. But um, Glenn says that fool looked so befuddled in that mask when they said not guilty. <laughs> the memes of that picture when they said uh when they said guilty. Yeah. You know, the funny part about it, I was listening to it on the radio, and they was just saying that he had a blank face. And then I seen it on TV, and he didn't have no blank face. He was looking like, you motherfucking niggas. <laughs> <laughs> he was but did like, you peep the person? Three count? Did you peep the person that was behind him on the computer? No. Okay, so he was just typing, you know what I'm saying, minding his own business. They didn't say guilty. He's still minding his own business. They said guilty again. He stopped and turned around like, what? <laughs> like, they was, like, not expecting it either. Nobody. Nobody. I think this yeah. was one of them uh, trick games. Because I'm pretty sure that they thought they was going to be like, okay, we're going to get mad. like we're going to go about our business. Them jurors must have been like, you know what? We about to fuck the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We about, to, we about to find him guilty on every motherfucking thing. They had and, to. Um, like, you, it was just like, you didn't need all of these witnesses, all these character witnesses, all these visual witnesses, all these experts. All you needed was that video. Period. That's it. Like, and the way that they was trying to discredit what we saw in the video, it was just, like, I get it. You had to come up with some type of defense, but come on. I know as soon as them people took the case, they had to know that this was not a case that they could win. They had to know. Man, that dude said everything from drugs to Aliens uh, came into that nigga uh, Chauvin's body. Dude, dude, I it it just was, it was just like it it, like I'm it just has you at a loss, a loss of words, because it just if yeah. you really are outdone 
at the lengths that people would go, you know. But I get it, you know, you have to go, you have to go there. You know what I'm saying? For some type of defense, to have some type of leg in the race, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and then nowadays, you know, a lot of defense lawyers, man, they don't even be looking to win. They just be looking to put their name out there, especially yeah. in big cases. Yeah, right. And that's probably, that probably was part of why they even took the case. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, they, me personally, they, yeah, I would have been like, fuck out of here. I'm not taking that case. Glenn I would have laughed in your face you told me. If I was a lawyer... And you told me, hey, I want you to defend uh, Derek Chauvin. I would have laughed in your face and told you, don't be prank call calling me, man. Right. Like, come on, it's a business line. Right, right. I'll be curious to see how many um, lawyers they went through before somebody actually was like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of them, they, they just, they, a lot of them just be doing it. Just to get their name out there, because I know it's one uh, it's one uh, lady lawyer that uh, that's what she's known for. She's known for just taking a celebrity's case and losing like a motherfucker. You talking about um, Gloria Allred and, and Lisa? Yeah, Lord. yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're known for taking women's cases <clears throat> that are um, like the woman that may be the mistress in the situation, they're, mm -hmm. no, they're known for representing them. They're, they're, they're heavy on the women, on the women's rights type stuff. I just, I just don't understand why you, anything for a losing battle to get your name out there, you still get the check. I, I'm not, I, I, it's just no standards in, in being anything anymore. Yeah. Like, if I'm a lawyer, I want to be a lawyer because I want to run through this case because I know I can beat you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, I'm not just doing it to just look at, you know what I'm saying, and just try to find a check. Yeah. That's a disservice to my client. I would tell you if I couldn't, like, it's no way, if I couldn't see an angle where you could, you know what I'm saying, where you could come out victorious, you don't want me as your lawyer. Right. Right. And I'm going to really persuade your ass to try to uh, plead guilty. Like, yeah. Uh, like, look at all this evidence. Are you serious? Yeah, you really I'm a, that, be the, I, I would time? be one of them. That'd be bad. I'd be a uh, plea copy motherfucker. Like, yeah. nah, we're going to give you this. Right, like, you're better off with the copping to a plea. Yeah, I'm not taking this shit to trial, man. There's no way you're going to win this. Right. I wonder I wonder if they had that conversation and, and Derek Sullivan was just like, no. They probably did. You know, white people. We're going to take it to trial. Right. And then, like, with all the people that had his back during this shit. So, I'm sure they probably gave him a big head, you know. And on top of that, being a cop, already, you already got a big head. So. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. going to get a couple big heads as soon as he get out of protective custody. Right. Did you see um, Lil Boosie's uh, tweet? Nah. He basically said he wished he was going to jail in Louisiana because he knows some people in Louisiana system. So, Whatever, boo. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, so he was trending 
where's that? Because we was getting the booty goon. Yeah, so I'm like, nigga, you not gonna, this nigga now, come on. And now there's gonna be some niggas that's gonna try him if he ever get out of protective custody. I feel like, I feel like he's not on suicide watch. <clears throat> I feel like, nah. I feel like, well, he's, well, he's in suicide watch. I feel like he's not suicidal. And I feel no, like he's no, there he's because they are protecting him from what them people in general pop will do to him. Which exactly. is some bullshit. And that's, that's, that's what it is. Right. Which I feel is some bullshit, but, well, I would say it, it's some bullshit if they still have him isolated after um, after he uh, gets sentenced. Right, yeah. Because you want him to live to sentencing, because I, I really want to see what this sentence is going to be. I do, too. Yeah. And then the thing is, man, I be I be want to tell people, man, y'all mother, these motherfuckers, man, gotta stop saying, you know, suicide watch or protective custody like that's safe. Yeah. I know a lot of motherfuckers that are, that are, that are uh, you know, I don't tell them my my business, but I know some motherfuckers that stab themselves in the foot to get to PC to fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. So they gotta stop acting like protective custody is is, is what it like. It's supposed to stop everybody from. From the real goons out there. There's some yeah. goons out there. Yeah. Yeah. So Glenn says, why won't Boosie send the goons after Zimmerman? Because he on that bullshit, Glenn. Like, a lot of niggas just be talking loud and not and not saying nothing. And Boosie, one of them niggas. I respect Boosie. Boosie is one of the realest niggas that, that know what I'm saying, and, and rap for real. But at the same time, Boosie don't do none of that shit no more. So he's just a loud nigga to just be talking. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's entertaining. Yeah. But nobody takes him seriously. If you take him seriously, something's wrong with you. Hell yeah, because he gonna tell you, nigga, I didn't tell you to fucking do that shit. I don't give a fuck what you heard my rap say, nigga, I didn't tell you to do that shit. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we just, we just take Boosie for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) Man. So, anything else will be uncivilized. You know what I'm saying? I bet you Zim, I bet you he won't say he won't get on there and say, Derek, put your dick on live, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> right. He's not he's not gonna do that. He ain't gonna say no shit like that. Not nah. You know, nah. I, I can't even call it Derek Chauvin, man, you know, I uh I'm glad that he did, you know what I'm saying, that he got uh hit for all three of them, he facing up to forty. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he ain't gonna get that forty, but he at least need to do a uh uh. They need to uh, he at least need ten in that bitch. Yeah. I'm talking about in the solid ten, like straight through, not no ten and you get out at five. I mean mm-hmm. a straight ten. By the time you get out, you shouldn't be able to be productive in society. I um. I think he should do more than ten. Um. Like the it's such a, a inhumane way to kill someone. That that was a slow, painful death. You know, so he he gotta he gotta feel it. He got to, but they that's that's what they gonna do. They gonna they gonna compile all them sentences up, and then he's gonna have to probably do a, a like you know, eighty percent. Mm-hmm. That he'll serve so, seven max. 
And see, that's what I'm saying, man. I, I, I think that, too. That's why I said I just wanted to do at least 10. Because they're going to compile everything up. And to people that don't know the law, they're going to think you you going to think he gave them 100 years. Mm -hmm. But all that is uh blending in together. So they're going to, you know what I'm saying, they're going to cut it to 80%. And like Glenn said, he's going to end up doing, like, fucking seven years and walking out. Probably five and a half, if you know what I'm saying, they're keeping the PC the whole time. Because he don't have no time to break no rules. Yeah, so they'll do, a, what is that, concurrently? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so Glenn says, now if he had killed a dog like that, he would be a lifer. Nigga, they would have they they put them fucking shots in his arm if he had killed a dog. Yeah. Yeah. If he was standing on, 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 and I hate to, and I'm not even trying to be funny, but this gonna be funny. If he was, if he was doing what he was doing and putting his knee on George's neck, and George's dog came out and he shot George's dog two, three times, they'd have gave him two or three life sentences consecutively for the yeah. fucking dog. Yeah, yeah, and that's the crazy part about it because they care about animals way more than they care about black folks. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> during the time of sentencing, there was a 15-year-old girl in Columbus, Ohio, who was confronted by some girls that came to her house trying to jump her, who called the police for assistance, and the police came to her house, saw her with a knife, and killed her, shot her four times in the chest. Um, there's been a big debate about this one. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, this is, this is really, really touching. And every time I've had any conversations about this, it always end up going left. Mm -hmm. But, um, my thing, the whole thing is, um, from the body cam that I see, she was brandishing a weapon, and she looked like she was about to attack the girl. I'm not saying you kill her, but he wasn't close enough to grab the knife. Um, I don't know why he didn't use his taser. Even if you don't use your taser and you use your pistol, we have been taught, uh, well, not we, but um, anybody in law enforcement has been taught to murder or maim. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm, that's just the truth. They, they, they're taught to murder, and they taught to man. If you feel that way, especially when everything is going on, and you're trying to be a good cop, why did you shoot her in the leg or something? Or why you didn't shoot her in the arm? If you had the angle to shoot her in the chest, you could have shot her, you know what I'm saying, in the arm or shot her in the leg. You could have stopped whatever was happening without having to kill her. Yeah. You know, that's my thing. I know I do not condone cops shooting, you know what I'm saying, us up. I don't believe, and I'm not going to get in the whole conversation because people be like, uh, we, uh, black people shoot each other every day. Why does it matter? I, I hate that conversation. Uh, cause that's a, that's a lot of what I've been getting. Um, but I will say, I don't understand how you can argue about a scenario that you ain't been put into. Mm -hmm. You know? I'm not a cop, and I ain't never, you know what I'm saying, had my pistol out when somebody was trying to stab somebody in front of me. So, 
I can only go on my opinion. I think I wouldn't have killed her. I don't think she should have lost her life. But I would I would agree to, you know, shooting her to get her from not harming anybody. Which would have still, because at the end of the day, it would still be a bad situation because now you are shooting the person that actually called you to help. But when you go there and that's all you see, you have to react in that split second. I just don't, I wish he would have, or the cops would have not used that before. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, I, like, I get, I get, like, the cops, they get a call, they show up on scene, they see somebody with a knife, they need to dead the situation. Not the person, but the situation. Right. Um. Later on is when you get the learning that the girl stood her, was standing her ground. She was the one that called you and all that kind of stuff. But I understand them not seeing nothing but a girl with a knife. Like, I get that. Um. It's just... It's, it's just really, really unfortunate that this girl has lost her life. When it really is. It At the end of the day, handled, we, we got to focus on that. Yeah, it could have been handled a better way. Like, you didn't need to shoot the girl four times in the chest. If you Like how you said, if you were going to shoot her at all, she should have been shot in the leg. I understand that the guy that shot, he was trained in the military as a marksman. But if we... That's still no excuse. Right. But what I'm saying is is that if we normalize this being okay, then mm-hmm. any cop is going to think that's okay to shoot a, a kid in close range to another kid. And that person might might miss. Because, yeah, you was trying to save the other girl from being cut, but you could have also shot that other girl, too, that you was trying to save. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm assuming that they knew prior to pulling up that these were teenage girls fighting. But then again, that goes back to how they view us. You know, they view us as adults, as threats, when we're not adults and we're not necessarily threats and not threats to them at all you know but that's how they view us and then it goes back to the question it had they been white how would this have been handled because at the end of the day it's a damn knife and it don't even look like it was like a switchblade or nothing it looked like a butter knife right you know so and it's showing the fuck wasn't no machete so it's like, yeah, the girl had a knife, but you didn't have to kill the girl over a knife. It's a knife. It's a fucking knife. It's a knife. And you're the one that's supposed to be trained to neutralize situations, but y'all, but it seemed like y'all are showing that the only way that you neutralize situations is by killing. And that's what has to stop. You know? And that, that's the thing. That, and that's and it's it's always, like you said, it's how they see us, and it's always, um, 
the total opposite when it's a white person. Yeah. You know, I've watched footage of white people coming after cops with knives. Now, I'm not saying all of them, and no, I'm saying didn't get shot, but I'm saying it, I've seen more of them de-escalating the situation mm-hmm. than it was the motherfuckers losing their life. Yeah. I saw this video probably like a month ago. It was in broad daylight. It was one cop, one man, one white man, and the person that was filming was in another car. They was on a semi-busy street. That man was walking towards him with, like, the possession of everything in his eyes. He was going to harm that man if he got in arms reach. In arms reach. That man tried everything he could to not shoot him. To where that was his only option at a point was to shoot him. He shot him a couple of times and that man acted like that was a love tap. And he shot him in the chest. Then he damn near unloaded on him and that's when he finally fell down. But it was like he had he went through all of this, you know, to try to neutralize it before he could shoot. Before he before he chose to shoot. And it's like, damn, right. we don't even get that same courtesy. You ask us to do yeah, something, and that, we do it, and while we're in the process of doing it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you ask us to do something, and while we're in the process of doing what you ask, you get threatened and shoot us. Like, that's the that's the problem. And then this, with this situation in particular, it's like, the man... The man is the man is gonna be back on the force. He's not gonna be charged. None none of that is going to occur. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Um, this situation is just too. It's too. It's just too. I don't know. It just it just ain't. It just ain't looking good for the home team on this situation. Uh. You know. Um. Yeah, because you can argue back and forth on what's right and what's wrong and what what the cop um, viewpoint was and how they should have handled it and how they could have handled it and all that kind of stuff. But given the options that they are allowed to do, this ain't looking good for the home team. So um, Yeah, it's a justifiable homicide. And the thing about it is I hate that, that, that we as black people – um, we're never gelling or on the same page when it comes to things. Because you got a handful of people that are saying it was the little girl's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I, I hate that so much because well, one thing, she's 15. You know what I'm saying? So she doesn't, I ain't saying all 15-year-olds are stupid or any of that, but I'm just saying the impulse, the mental impulse of protecting yourself it's majorly different at 15. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't say it's, it's her fault or if it's not her fault. Right. It's she was trying to protect herself. Right. She was scared. She called y'all. Right. Right. You know, so. Right. But I can see. I, 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 can I see just from don't the understand. I can see from the cop side. So you pull up and it's, and it's girls fighting. You don't know who called who, you know. Exactly. So and you, you see, and you see a girl with a knife, like I, I I get it, you know. 
it just is unfortunate that that is the outcome when it could have been a different outcome and then you could have seen like hey this girl was standing her ground she had the night to protect herself because these other girls came onto her property trying to do harm to her you know what i'm right. saying and i feel like those girls should be charged with some of this too because had they not came to her house none of this would have occurred see and i had that conversation the other day and, and, and i got i i got talked bad to about because i said that, that we shouldn't be blaming the cops for this we should be blaming those little girls that pulled up to the house you know, no, the, I feel like I, the cops should have part of the blame because, again, he shot to kill instead of shooting to 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 neutralize the situation. You know what I'm saying? I get he, that. I, yeah. So I get that I, I get him having part of the blame, but them girls need to have part of that blame too. Yeah, that's why I'm about to see that. I understand, but I'm just going on like I like I was telling the person that I was talking to. I'm I'm just going on somebody that uh. That know certain laws. If if me and you go rob a house, and the the owner of the house is there and shoots you and kills you, I get charged for that because I shouldn't have brought you there in the first fucking place. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like because of the situation, they even bringing the police there. Those little girls should be charged too. Yeah. Yeah, because. That's one thing I learned in high school when folks used to get into it, that you cannot go to somebody's house if they don't invite you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If they if they be like, all right, come over here, you know, then that's something different. But if you pull up to somebody's house and they didn't invite you, uh, whatever happens on their property is what happens on their property, including your life being lost. Exactly. You know? So... So yeah, it's 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 a sad, unfortunate, um, situation. R.I.P. to her. Yeah. Um. It it, it took it, it took so much uh gas out of a situation that we uh we should have been rejoicing about. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. The, the the verdict went in the way that we felt like it should have went, and then at the same time we got all the air sucked out of us. We found out that the minute somebody is actually um, getting getting held accountable for killing us, someone else in his same position did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So moving on to a, a lighter topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, four twenty. We had an event. We had a virtual event on four twenty. Yes. Um, Red Man and Method Man versus. Were you able to watch it? Fuck yeah, I was. <laughs> well, yes. I watched the last half, and then I today I watched um probably like about the first half hour of it. Mm-hmm. But every part that I saw, I loved. You know, that it was some was, hits that, that I forgot about. Oh, uh, that shit was hip hop uh, renaissance, man. That shit was yeah. so dope. Yeah, yeah, and just them together, they have such a good chemistry. It's just just to watch them together is amazing. 
like I said last week, my first um concert was the Hard Knock Life tour, which yeah. was Red Man, Method Man, DMX, Jay Z. So they uh, they was part of my part of my upbringing, you know. Um, Red Man's Docs the Name two thousand. That was part mm-hmm. of the. That was part of the albums that I used to listen to every morning before school. Like I said last week, um, DMX first album was part of that, but Doc's name was part of that too. Yeah. So, um, and then of course everybody loves Wu Tang. If you like don't Chanel, like Wu Tang, you are not right. a real nigga. I'm sorry. I'm if just gonna put like, that out there. If you didn't like shit else from the West Coast, because a lot of Midwest people don't like shit from the West Coast. East Coast. Or East Coast, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. East Coast. But if you don't like shit else from the East Coast, you like Wu-Tang. Yeah. I fuck with Wu-Tang so heavy. Yeah. Growing up, Wu-Tang was my shit. Yeah. Like, I used to wear all that gear. All that. Shout out to Nia Webster. Um, one of my best friends growing up, man, she used to get all the dope ass will wear gear and I used to steal the shit out of that yeah. from her. I used to get my own shit too, don't get it twisted, but I stole a lot of her shit. <laughs> shit was hard. Yeah. I fucked with that shit, but I fucked with Wu Tang period. I used to think, um, you know, I like Method Man, but I'm a I'm a hood dude. I used to think Raekwon was just the hardest nigga to me. Oh, well, your favorite one was Raekwon? My favorite one was Raekwon for a minute, for a long time. Like in the, you know what I'm saying? Me getting to know Wu Tang. My favorite one, my favorite one was Raekwon because Raekwon just gave you that that feel. Like I, when I used to listen to Raekwon, I used to hear my brother. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? It, I, I, that, I liked him a lot. But uh, I start uh, when I started listening to uh, Red Man. I started listening to Method Man heavy. Yeah. And, so, you know what I'm saying? I became a Method Man fan. You know, because Method Man was, he was cool when they first started, and Method Man was grimy, but met that, like I said, Raekwon was just, he just reminded me of my brother. Yeah. My, um, my favorite Wu-Tang was Ghostface. Ghostface was nice. Ghostface is really jazzy nice. Yeah. Yeah, but I just, it for me, of course, because I'm a girl, First thing I'm gonna look at is looks. So I was always attracted to Ghostface. Ghostface was funny as shit. Now Method Man now is fine as shit. But Method Man in the nineties, it just seems like he was trying to make himself look ugly. Cause he you was. know, with the hair, with the eye, and he just He was. Yeah, he just it was like he was trying to run away from how fine he was. Yeah, he wanted to and look. It, he wanted to look as grimy as possible. Yeah, and it it worked for him because he was not attractive back then. So, but now, oh, MG, jeez, Louise, he was definitely the nigga that put his drawers under the bed. <laughs> I cannot. He was definitely. You know, that nigga get on camera, pick his nose, all sorts of dirty yes, shit. Yes, he was ornery. He was very ornery. And he did not give 
man one fuck like at all like he he just he just he was that nigga that just did not care and you loved him for that too like he did not care at all yeah, and you can kind of tell I, that I, I he still with. you can kind of tell he still got that in him but like as far as his looks are concerned he he's not trying to make himself look ugly like he's he's accepted his fineness so, but. I mean, shit. The nigga, the nigga's in his forties, man. If the nigga, no, he's in his fifties. He's in his fifties. Yeah. Let me pull it up. Cause I want to say he is fifty because he just had a birthday. Okay, I was about to say he must just be fifty. Yeah. Yeah, he just had a birthday. Cause they was kids, like when they first came in the game, man. I think he was like seventeen. Yeah, his birthday was March second. He's fifty. Yeah, cause he's a uh, he's a Pisces. I know uh-huh. that because uh, um, I remember a classic lyric from him. Cause I'm a Pisces, and I used to think this line was so dope. He was like, uh, "Fool, uh, fool, spicy. I'm a Pisces. That's why these bitches love me, and every nigga dislike me." I used to think that was uh, so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, um, as far as Mr. Reggie Miller is concerned. He was the... I've always liked Redman. I've always liked Redman. Reggie Noble? You gotta love Reggie Noble. Why did I call him Reggie Miller? I don't... I, I think it just... Because it, it went so fluid. Yeah. But... But yeah, if, if you didn't like him. Reggie Noble, man, you was not... You not a lyrical beast because ever since he was young, he was a lyrical monster. I don't give a fuck what nobody say, you know, because everybody in this around us is in that into that, you know, that that gang and that and, and that drug lord type shit. But but lyrically, for for a long time, nobody could do anything with Redman, and right. the, and the industry knew that shit, and the and the street niggas knew that shit too. Right. Street right. niggas knew that they, you if if, if Redman come through. Man, he gonna shut your shit the fuck down. That's what. My, that's why uh, Method Man fucked with him. He, he used huh. to school the shit out of niggas in front of that door. Right, right. I just I feel like I feel like a lot of people would sleep on Redman and his skills. Like they were so used to hearing like the punchlines, you know, and the comedic aspect of it that they weren't really paying attention too much to his lyrical capabilities. And giving him giving him the flowers that he uh, deserved, right? You know, but he was always a lyrical powerhouse to mm-hmm. me, man. I used to think Red Man was almost unbeatable. Like at one point, in New York, like as far as lyrics, I think yeah. he was unbeatable. Yeah, yeah, and then and he knew how to he knew how to be uh, charismatic with with. With clever punchlines, which a lot of people didn't get. Right. 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 There would be certain stuff that I would hear and I would have to run it back like, what did he say? Like I'm, he's dope. I remember when he was when he was fucking with Gilla House real uh uh smooth. Um he used to like certain shit that he knew was tough, he would repeat that shit at the end of the uh song. Just so you knew he, he was talking some real shit. Mm-hmm. I used to be like, damn, this nigga cold for real. Yeah. 
Yeah, like supposed to be massly on Red Man. Massly. But I'm I'm glad I'm I'm thankful for verses, you know, that it is giving people the opportunity to learn about these people because like this generation now they know they know about how high right but, um outside of that they don't really know red man like that you know they probably think red man and method man was a group they probably don't even really too much know anything about Tang, you know they probably don't know any and i'm sure they don't know anything about the death squad you know, nah, fuck so, no, they don't know about the Death Squad, which was a phenomenal squad. God. Right, right. You know, that that was a squad of, that was like a master class squad. Like, shout out to Jersey. Like, Jersey, a lot of niggas is really slept on the MCs that came out of Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they give New York their props, and Wu-Tang made niggas respect Staten Island. But like Jersey, Jersey don't get the respect, you know what I'm saying, from for, for East Coast foundation that they, they that they should. Right. Right. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely in agreement on that. Yeah. Nigga, dirty Jerry's fuck what you heard. I used to love them niggas. Yeah. And then you know, us from the Midwest, like an average person here will lump them all together. They would. Yeah. It's all like, oh, that's East Coast shit. Next. You know. Yep, that's it. That's that's all they see. Mm-hmm. Yep. So but that's why I liked um a few years ago when um the VMAs was in um Jersey. They had a whole section where they pulled out all the Jersey hip hop artists. Well, not all of them, of course, but like a whole lot of them. But they pulled out Naughty by right. Nature. They pulled out Queen Latifah. Hell, they pulled out Fetty Wap. So. They sleep on New Jersey, man. Yeah. To this day, niggas just sleep on New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So, so props to them. Um, so happy, so happy to have seen Method Man and Red Man, you know. Um, somebody did put in the comments, which I was in agreement with, um, that the views was disrespectful. It was mad disrespectful. Yeah, the views were very disrespectful. I I didn't I didn't appreciate the views because they should have got they should have hit a million easy. They should have hit a million easy. So they, 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 yeah, the views was definitely good. They, they, it was the views did not, um, it did not give the flowers that they, it was supposed to. Cause, like, you know, if you look at the views, you'll think that it was a, it, it, it was a, a bad session, man. But and what that shit was iconic. They, yeah. they, they brought out classic. They, they brought out classic hip hop, and I loved every bit of. It. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. So. But hopefully, um, people would see. Oh, hold on. Yeah, sorry about that. But um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully people 
people give them their flowers that they're due, you know, so. Hey, sure. And then and just shout out to Redman still being a phenomenal uh, uh, beast when it comes to lyrically. Yeah. Uh, I just checked out that Muddy Waters too. And that shit is fucking dope to me. Like, I don't know. A lot of niggas, you know what I'm saying, don't fuck with East Coast, you know, from, from where we from. But I do. Yeah. And I, I really thought that that shit was hard. Yeah. Yeah, you know what it was? Like, people, um, people gravitate to beats. And them East Coast beats just wasn't hitting like they should. And I feel like that's part of it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of them, but I'm a, uh, I, I, I guess because to me, the beats is, uh, is always iconic because they the master of samples and they will sample the shit out of some shit that, you know what I'm saying, like jazz and, yeah. and, and, and uh, the blues, you know, yeah, shit you like that. Realize, that you, you didn't realize how much they really sampled until the verses. At least I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like they 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 said they 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 like the kings of uh, sampling, mm-hmm. and they they sample they sample shit that you can ride on. Like they beats, they didn't know what I'm saying. They made the beats like because they now they had lyrics, so they didn't they didn't need a beat to make the song. Yeah, the beat just needed the vibe of what the fuck they was talking about. Right, 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 right. But it was it was definitely an eventful. One, so if anybody hasn't seen it, it's um, excuse me, if they did go on ahead and post it. It took them a minute, but they did go on ahead and post it on their um Instagram page. Yeah, so. it, it, that, shit, that shit was dope. If you really a fan of uh, of them niggas uh, at Death Squad because they brought out EPMD, yeah, oh man, that shit was so dope. Yep, and then he brought out um, what's his name? Capadonna and Inspector Deck. And they did Triumph. Yeah, and Inspector Deck. Yeah, they did Triumph. You know, and Triumph everything, is dope. Everything about that motherfucker, I love. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely here for it. Um, Now, is there is there a Versus that you haven't seen yet? Uh, Besides the uh, Brandy and Monica? You haven't that seen I Brandy and Monica? Fucking watch? Why? I just don't want to watch it. Why? I'm just not. I, I'm just not a fan of both of them enough to uh, watch their verses. Oh my gosh! Okay. I'm just not. But I didn't watch the Keisha Cole one either. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch that one. So those are those the only two you haven't watched. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's some more, but that was the only ones I could think about. Okay. Um, I haven't seen the ones that were in the very beginning, like the, the, um, Swiss Beats and Timberland one, I didn't see. I didn't see the, um, I think Neo did one with, what's his name, Jonathan Smith or something? I don't know. But the Neo one, I didn't see. The, um, I didn't see the Neo one either. The Manny Fresh one with was his with Little John? No, Manny Fresh was with the white boy out of Miami. Uh 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 uh. 
What is that Scott white boy's Storch. name? Scott Storch. Scott Storch. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that. I didn't one. see that one either. Um, and then Little John one was with T Pain. I didn't see that one. So I didn't start really watching them until um <laughs> Teddy Riley and Babyface. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the iconic one. Yeah. Well, it says new new versus Cisco would be hilarious. I think you meant Neo versus Cisco. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's what he meant. And you spelled both of them niggas' name wrong. Nigga right. ain't Cisco you like the liquor, nigga. Right. <laughs> still ain't got Cisco right. <laughs> Neo versus Cisco. Nah. They not on the same level because Neo is a songwriter too. He gonna be pulling out all the shit that he's uh wrote. Oh, then the dream Yeah, that is the dream and What's that dude's name? Sean Garrett? I think they did one, too. I didn't see that one. I definitely didn't see that one. I never even knew uh, the dream had a person. Yeah, I think I think them, too. Because I remember them going back and forth um, leading up to it. So I believe they had one. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't see those in the I need to, I need to peep that one because I like the dream. I think the dream had great songs. Yeah. Like and I think he wrote great songs. Yeah, he wrote great songs. He had he had more great songs that he did for other people than he did for himself. I wasn't a big I I'm not a big fan of his voice. Nobody is, but you can't deny the the songs though. Yeah, but he he did some silly sounding songs for himself. Mm, I'm gonna have to check that out. Cause I like I I man for a minute I bought every Dream album that came out. <laughs> I fucked with Dream. Yeah, I mean he had some cool stuff, but some stuff just sounded silly. Um, but out of the ones that you have seen, what's your like your top two? My top two. Ooh. My 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 number one would be E Forty and Too Short. Okay. That's my number one. My my the second one. Ah shit. I don't know. I can't pick a second one because I I want to. I, I like all of them. Like I I I like the uh. I like Twist Beats and Timberland. I even I, I like Ludacris and uh and Nelly. Uh, even though like a lot of shit was fucked up. Like I knew the you know what I'm saying some of the songs that. Like, Playing, so you know what I'm saying. I, I like those. I wish Nelly would have did more uh more uh, uh songs from the Country Grammar album, but I uh, I, I think he be uh I think he don't got a lot of clearance for them songs yet. Uh, Nelly played himself. Yeah, he played himself on that one. It was it was sad to watch. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't I can't give a second one because everything was good and then. Like the last one I just seen, like Method Man and Red Man, they were that shit was fire to me. Yeah. It's just for for me, just number one, number one is just gonna it, it's just, it has to be um, E Forty and Too Short because I I man I didn't grow up on I was like seven eight years old when the niggas was making music and uh like for for my brother and my sisters to listen to yeah. so like. 
I just thought that was just, I just thought that was uh, the shit to me. That's my number one shit because that was too short. It's really like my first introduction to rap music. And then when I got old enough to like get my own, you know what I'm saying, have my own flavor, I went East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I would say my top two is Snoop and DMX. I literally watched that one three times. Yeah, that was that was fire. Yeah. Um, and then my second one would probably be E Forty and Too Short. That one, it was just that one was just so much fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's because like we're like the baby bay area here that we fuck with them heavy. You know? Oh uh, yeah, man. We we definitely little Cali. Yeah. So it it meant a whole lot more to us than it probably did to somebody that was like in uh Nebraska. Well, maybe not Nebraska, but Maybe somebody in Connecticut. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, I'll be curious to see the demographics on the areas of the country that tune in. Like, what what area of the country tunes in more? On mm. which ones? You know? I would like to see it broken up like that. But, anyway. Um... So yeah, shout out to Method Man and Red Man. Right. Um. This is dope. Yeah. What what um what verses would you like to see? This was supposed to happen. I don't know what is going on, but of course, Three Six Mafia and Bone Thugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that, this was I, supposed to happen. Because they were doing it themselves. This is back when Versus was just starting. I don't even think they had an Instagram page yet. They were supposed to do their own. And then, right when it came up to the day of, that's when they said, hey, we talked to Swiss and Tim. We're going to do it over there. Coming soon. That's the last thing we heard about it. So, when he be, when Swiss be putting out like messages and stuff like that on what, what y'all want to see next, what y'all want to see, blah blah blah. It be me and a handful of other people, like Three Six Mafia and Bone, duh. Like, so I don't know when that's supposed to happen or if it will ever happen, but that's what I want to see. Yeah. What about I, you? I, it's two, it's two verses that I want to, I want to make happen. I want to make a, I want to, uh, a A-Ball MJG, uh, UGK versus. Wasn't that supposed to happen? Yeah. I want that to happen for real, for real. Yeah. I, I fuck with, that's going to be tough. Oh, yeah. And, um, what I want to happen that probably won't never happen, but I would think it would be like so iconic for just, um, Louisiana as a No Limit and Cash Money versus. Ooh. That would be amazing. And you're yes. right, it would probably never happen. It would yeah. probably never happen. It probably wouldn't. Like, because that would be Master P versus Lemon Baby. Yeah. 
That's how you would have to, I mean, because that's the only way that it would make sense. Master P versus Slimming Baby. Yeah. And I think that should, I, I think that should happen. I, I think, I really think they should do that because. I feel like, I feel like um, Swiss is like a master negotiator. I don't know why I feel like that, but that's how I feel in my head. And I feel like he mm-hmm. can possibly broker that. They could do that. You know, because it's, it's, it wouldn't be Master P, it'd be Baby, because, you know, um, when you, when, if you ask both of them about the situations between them back in the day, mm-hmm. Master P would say he didn't sign them because he seen that they were bigger than being signed by him. Mm-hmm. And if you ask Birdman, Birdman would be like, you know, man, it's just, it, you know, when the niggas see potential, they don't want to see you shine, and they, they try to, you know, yeah. he got animosity against not being signed for real. Yeah. And the thing is, he even agrees that Master P told them, like, y'all are doing way much better than you, what y'all making now, y'all make, you know what I'm saying, y'all making way more than y'all make signing to me. Mm-hmm. And he agrees to that, that conversation being had. But in his head, because Birdman just that type of nigga, he just think niggas was hating. Yeah. Which, initially, I can see why he would think that because that's what he wanted. He wanted to be signed to No Limit. But that was the OG looking out for the up and coming. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Just like our conversation earlier, you know, had that been a Diddy, Diddy would have signed him. You know Diddy would have signed the shit out of him and fucked the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was an OG looking out for for the BG. You know what I'm saying? So he should look at it in hindsight and be like, you know what? I appreciate you. Because when you think of No Limit now, like the only people that you really know that is pretty decent right now is who? Crickets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so, <laughs> I, uh, Snoop. Yeah, Snoop. Snoop. And I'm and I'm sure um, Silk is probably financially okay. Yeah, Silk is fine, but he never was okay lyrically. <laughs> but that's funny how people are saying that shit in 2021, but in 1998, it was a whole different story. I, but see, I was the dude in 1998 saying that Silk was garbage. You was you was on an island. I was. You I was on the only island. nigga that I couldn't. St- I I just was like, man, a nigga cannot rap. And I stand in 2021. I stand on this. Silk's first album was dope. Silk was rapping on that first album. The shocker. Bitch, I'm a killer, for real, that's no joke, strapped with the fofo, ain't nothing changed since I went solo, one, two, three, you know, Silk, come on, yeah, I just didn't like it, wow, see, I never liked Silk, Silk's first two CDs are still fire, and everybody says that, everybody says that, everybody loves Silk, but me, I, I think the reason why I didn't like Silk is because he was a nigga from the South that sounded like a Cali nigga, and I didn't like that. But they was heavily influenced. They, they was, but I just didn't like it. I didn't like I didn't like his cadence. Yeah. I never yeah. did. And then when Mystical came, 
He tried to switch it up, and I really hated it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Well, you could really I was like, tell this the song they far. were together. When, 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 when Master P said mystical and magic, that nigga Silk lost his mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I just... <clears throat> I just still think that first album was fire. He, he was, a lot of people do. He was but and then, then like, you have to understand, this was '98. This is when I started getting on my East Coast shit a lot, and so I really wasn't feeling a South nigga that sounded like a Cali nigga. Yeah, yeah. I basically said that, Glenn. He said they lived in Cali for his impressionable years. I and I get that. I I totally get that. Yeah. But I just I just didn't feel it because Pete came out as a South nigga. And them niggas that he had from the South was hard to me. And yeah. I, so I didn't get Silk. Yeah. Like, it, it was it was crazy because it was like, you got Pete and you got C Murder and then you got this little ass nigga that, you know what I'm saying, sound like he from Rich. Yeah. So I didn't, it fucked me up. I'm sorry, it fucked me up. I, I love True. I thought True was a shit. Yeah. I yeah. just didn't like Silk. Yeah, and that's true. Like, Glenn's right. He said Silk stood out on TRU's True as well. He did. He, he did. He did. He he. Now people people want to laugh at like that now, but that beginning stuff, especially that song, um, "Keep It All Good." Keep it all good. Keep it all good. Living like a gangster. That was my cut. <laughs> I used to love it when he go drop the top on my I Rock Z. <laughs> I man, look. In the beginning, still was the shit. I did still not like shit, it. But I just did. Anywho, so <laughs> um and we can get get on to our last segment, which is the fucked up song of the day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so this song is um the whispers, Olivia, and I'm just gonna play a little bit of it, and then shout we'll out to discuss. the whispers. The whispers was the only band that looked like they were 40 for 30 years straight. Legit. Legit. Uh, where's that? They all look like middle-aged cop dads. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I'm so dead. They all look like deputies from the heat of the night. I'm so dead. Man, they did, though. I mean, it they shape ups was amazing though. Lost and turned out. 
Distracted on her way to grandmother's house, a wolfkin's lamb clothing came, blew her mind and changed her ways, and now she's turned out, lost and turned out, lost and turned out. She's spending most of her time walking the streets. She has a certain quota to fill. He wants to buy a new Seville. Um, what in the, what is the world coming to? So many are used and abused. There's over 10 million girls who are lost in this world. What will your kinfolk say, Olivia the slave? It must be breaking their hearts in two. Listening close, they're calling you. Olivia, 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 Olivia. 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 That shit was gross. <laughs> <laughs> So what are your thoughts so far? That was the smoothest way to get a hole away from a pimp I've ever heard in my motherfucking life. <laughs> Good. I can't. I can't. Cause even when I was younger, I knew what it was about. Like even when I was younger, I knew that he that this was a a, a, a pimp in a whole situation. Olivia was a prostitute. She probably tooted her nose and she got caught up. And know what I'm saying, tooting her nose with this nigga, and he was like, "You gonna have to, you gonna have to pay for that." And she had to start paying with that with her pussy. Yeah. I was just a fucked up kid because I really knew that was already that song was fucked up. I didn't know. I all I knew was lost and turned out, not paying attention to I, nothing I was talking about. But yeah, I knew it. I used to love the part when when uh. They were saying, um, uh, he needed a new Seville. 
I saw I knew I knew what it was about right then and there. I was like, oh, she paying her pill. Yeah, yeah. They have such a smooth way of saying it. Yeah, the whisper man, the whispers had a real unique way of saying some shit without saying shit, but everybody did back in the day. Yeah. You know, nowadays they just be like, put your pussy on the glass. But back <laughs> then they used to be like, put your love canal on the window sill of my couch, <laughs> of my equinox. So you'd be like, what the fuck is he saying? Right, it sounds so good. Don't you agree? Like, <laughs> But yeah, so Olivia, where's your will? She's lost and turned out. Don't buy that guy no Seville. Lost and turned out. Olivia the slave, lost and turned out. Don't let him drag you to your grave, lost and turned out. Olivia, where's your mind, lost and turned out. He pulls you down all the time, lost and turned out. Olivia, stop and think, lost and turned out. He's taking your cash to his bank, lost and turned out. Olivia, break the chain, lost and turned out. Stop using your body and use your brain. Use your brain. Lost and turned out. And that is Olivia lost and turned out. I'm about to, I'm about to buy me some Hennessy and, and blast that shit tonight. <laughs> that song is so dope. Yeah. But it's fucked up because, you know, it's it's in a situation where, man, we just... We're, he's singing to a whore. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it was, it's so crazy, like, Jocelyn needs to play this shit and her, on, on her series, and she needs to be like, see, I'm trying to get you bitches about it being whores for these pimps that don't make no motherfucking money. Like, I need yeah. her to say that <laughs> while she got whispers playing in the background. Right, right. That, now, if somebody puts them two together, that would be dope. Yeah. That would be dope. Uh, yeah. I'm going to put that in the comments tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a really good song. And it's, and it's different from the other songs that we know from them. You know? Yeah. Um, so it showed the versatility. But um, that just seemed like that. Well... It still is continuing to be a big problem, you know. Yeah, like, um, even when like when you reading the lyrics, I remember singing the lyrics, but I just like paid attention to how he was saying it was. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's ten million girls lost out. This thing when they wrote the, when they wrote this song, it was an estimated ten million prostitutes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Damn, like you gotta think back then. If it was ten million prostitutes back then, how there is a full load of them bitches now. Right. 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 You and, know. And then shoot, just imagine back then it wasn't legal in Nevada. It wasn't. You know? And niggas it, it was niggas making niggas it's 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 still to this day. Millionaire pimps, they got it off a bit back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Pimp is still says, going strong. Glenn says, when stocks won't sell, pussy will. Exactly, man. Pussy, that a lot of people ever. don't want to yeah. say that, but pussy actually 
I built the free world for real. It, it was it was slaves and pussy. I've said this in a uh and in, in a couple of podcasts. I always say because people people fail to realize that man because we get lied to so much. But pussy and slaves built the free world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It will forever be a cash cow. Yeah. Forever. Because you, you're always have you'll always have a customer. That's it, man. I know an OG right now, man. They used to talk about doing nothing but paying for pussy when he was younger. I'm like, God damn, that shit was the norm, and you niggas. Wait, like some people just like legit don't think it's nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? They like don't. they getting they getting what they getting, and you don't have to. Like fake and fake and shake with nobody to get it. Just gotta give them a couple of dollars and send them on their way. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I I understand why one would take that route. It ain't nothing that I would do, but I I understand. I don't. I, you know what? I, I've always said I don't. I don't have. I don't think any ill will over um. Over anybody who sells sex, I just I, I just be like, be mindful, don't uh yeah, don't be, be selling sex it. to be paying to be paying somebody else. If you selling your if this pussy is on you, you should be making money off this pussy. Yeah, you shouldn't be giving that money away. And I know that probably sounds bad to a lot of these niggas. That, you know what I'm saying? There's pimps out here, but like you know, uh, it was madams that was making a percentage off the of shit too. But those madams was making sure that them bitches was cool, you know, and, and, and set up nice. A lot yeah. of them, a lot of niggas didn't do that today for their bitches. Right, right, right. They made it sound good, but no, they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. But Glenn says, OG said, you don't pay her to fuck, you pay her to leave. Yeah. That's one way of looking at it. Yeah, it is. It is. It's one way to look at it, you know. Like old girl said, I don't get it out. The, I don't get my money off the floor. I get my money off the dress. Yeah, she definitely you know. said that. You could do. I, I just don't. Like I said, I don't. I don't. I just don't think it's anything wrong with uh, with uh, with uh, uh, sex sales. If if you're do if you're doing it for you. You know, now if you like Olivia's and Olivia's point, you know, she got turned out. You know, a nigga probably got her high off that dope and and he fed her, he fed her monkey through her monkey. Yeah. Because, you know, it was a lot. I, I, I had, um, I was blessed to have somebody in my family, uh, my family that was a, a, a pimp when I was younger. And a couple of his hoes, that's how he did them. He, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have to give them money. He just, he just kept them fed and kept them doped up. Mm-hmm. Right, you took took care of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you and know, that's and, and that's uh, how that's how some of them try to play it. Like they they take care of them in every other aspect, but take their money from the work that they do. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing when you're not when you're not um getting what you're worth for your pussy. That's when it becomes a problem. Like I said, I, I I had a family member who was a pimp, and he was um he was good to his bitches, like real shit. 
Yeah. You know, some of his bitches he wasn't cool to, but but he never got them bitches off dope. Like them bitches was already on dope, and he and, and he just fed the dragon. Now the bitches that he had that wasn't on dope, oh they they kept money. They got they had accounts. They had all they they had spots away where their kids could be, where they wouldn't be around that bullshit. Mm-hmm. It was it, it it's it's all on how you play it. That's why I'm I'm just one of them that I I know. Um, the ins and the outs of how the underlining of how this world works, and so I can't. I, I'm not gonna judge anybody who sells sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not for me to judge. Not for me to right. judge at all. But that was the whispers. Olivia lost and turned out. Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you have any final thoughts? Uh, shit. Uh, my final thought is Olivia must have had some good ass pussy because all of them niggas in the whispers wanted her to get out of the uh out of the prostitution game. One of them niggas must have was really fucking with it. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm just <laughs> that shit came from a, a true a truthful place. Yeah, um, there was some truth behind that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Final thought. Final thought. I don't have too many. Uh, Glenn says, family oh, member. I know a confession when I hear one, Pimpin. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It wouldn't be, bro. Trust me. If I was Pimpin, we would be in a whole nother situation with this podcast, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, nah. It's just, you know, I just, I'm just going to say a family member. We'll just, we'll just end it at that. Uh, right. let's see. Oh, I know a final thought. This don't have nothing to do with anything we heard uh, during this podcast. Okay. But I want people to take heed of uh, of what I'm about to say right now, especially when it comes to this internet and uh, podcasts and anybody that you listen to. If you dislike them, stop paying them. Stop allowing them to eat off hate because not only does it uh it put fuel to their fire it starts putting your fire out if you have an opinion about someone that is not a good opinion stop getting on their shit stop looking at their shit stop commenting stop because the analog is they don't discriminate from that they're just they're just putting those views up and that guy's still getting a check and you sitting there with no money mad at this nigga for still getting paid so if you don't like what somebody represents don't pay them don't listen to them don't don't subscribe to them stay completely the fuck away from them because that's what's going to get them completely the fuck out of you you know we as a people need to understand that um and when i say a people i mean all of us all races all of us if we don't like something stop putting fuel to its fire yeah i agree I agree. That's my final thought. Yeah. Um. Yep, and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. If you call a nigga a fuck boy, stop buying his music. I ain't bought nothing from Bobby Fuck Guy Walmack after I found <laughs> out that nigga was that nigga not only took his his nigga's wife but fucked his uh, uh the daughter too. Yeah. Nigga's a dog, man. Man, man, unlike any other. 
but I need to stop calling his name because every time I say Bobby Womack, whoever's watching this is going to get and listen to a Bobby Womack song. See what okay. I'm saying? I'm still putting money in this nigga's pocket. Right, right. Or his estate. And that's what we got to do. We got to stop feeling these these people that just do that just do stuff just for clout, you know. You know, cuz the hate right. watch is a thing. Hate watching is a thing and views don't discriminate on if you're there to hate the person or not. You know. So But yeah. So that concludes this episode of the Ish We Talk. Um, this is episode 18, so we will see you guys on episode 19. Exactly. All right, see ya.